What team Wildcats? What team Wildcats? What team Wildcats? Wildcats, get your head in the game! to decup this is the disney channel unoriginal podcast i'm sabrina and i'm megan each week we re-watch a disney channel original movie talk about everything the good the bad everything in between and we try to rank it on our ultimate decom ranking this week if you didn't already know from that intro we are watching the movie that changed the world the 2006 musical smash hit High School Musical! Sabrina, can you please hit us with a summary? When the star athlete and the new academically gifted girl get roles in the high school musical, they develop a relationship that threatens East High's social order. That is so dramatic. <laughs> I know. It's a lot. But it it's is. true. <laughs> So I find it very hard to believe anyone listening to this podcast isn't familiar with High School Musical. Everyone's at least heard of it. Yeah. I feel like it's what you think of when you think of Disney Channel original movie. Like, it's the first thing that comes to mind. Like, it... I like High School Musical, the franchise was keeping the lights on and Disney Channel headquarters for a long time. (laughs) Yeah, that's the truth. (laughs) So we were about like eight years old when this came out. Yikes. And usually we do our memory of this movie from when we were a kid and then watching it now. But Sabrina, I think it's the same with you. I remember this movie in vivid detail because I watched it so much and also watched it as a teen and adult. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. 110%. So there really is no like memory from childhood. So this week we decided that we were going to talk about our personal connections to this movie outside of the movie itself. So like some core memories we have surrounding it. This is going to be cringy. Yeah, that are either very embarrassing or very funny. We'll see. I guess I'll start out. I have a lot. (laughs) I have a lot of like deep rooted memories. And I didn't realize I had this many of them until I watched it now because i think the last time i watched this movie was maybe like 2017 and i tried to watch it again with the a kid i was babysitting who was four years old and she only wanted to watch descendants and i was like let's watch this movie and i tried to introduce it to her and she didn't get past start of something new and it really upset me (laughs) okay i i know this is a podcast so you can't see me but my jaw is on the floor i am shook (laughs) High School Musical is so good. I know. She was like, can we watch Descendants 2 again? <laughs> I was like, oh. Um, I mean, that's their High School Musical, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess. But still. So I guess one of my first things is I was Sharpay for Halloween in the fourth grade. That is like, <laughs> you know. I, was I love that. Specifically Sharpay from Bop to the Top. I had that long dress and like seeing it in the movie now, it only vaguely looked like the movie dress, like the costume that I had. It was just enough to where you might be like Sharpay from Bob to the Top. And like the skirt part was very sparkly and it came down very long in that high, low fashion. And then I had this really cheap, like tangled bleach blonde wig that looked nothing like Sharpay's hair. (laughs) 
did you have the bedazzled microphone? Like, I, yeah, headset? I think I did. I know I had. That's iconic. I know I had like the red flower headpiece, but this is a memory from that Halloween because I had like this tangled bleach blonde long wig that didn't look like her hair, and then this like this like shiny blue dress. Everyone thought I was a mermaid, and I got so upset. Oh. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm Sharpay. That's so sad. And, well, it was all like the old people handing out candy. They were like, a mermaid. Right. And I was like, no. <laughs> you had to carry around like a little ladder with you. And, yeah. Like, find Orion to walk around with. Also, this is a weird memory I have of this. This is an, probably an embarrassing one. But there was a girl that I grew up with on my street. Her name was Savannah. And I would hang out at her house all the time because like she lived just like right up the road from me. And we both really loved High School Musical. And we also really liked like putting on little plays that we wrote for her parents and my parents. And I remember it was me, Savannah, and this other girl. I don't remember who the other girl was, but we decided that we were going to reenact High School Musical and play all the parts ourselves. Can you reenact that now? I want to see that right now. So like there are six main kids in High School Musical and we each took one girl and one boy. So I played Troy Bolton and Taylor McKessie. (laughs) Stop. That is everything. (laughs) I remember we had costumes. We had props. We had quick changes. The whole shebang. Yeah. And then we had, I had like a boom box that we had the High School Musical soundtrack on a CD. And we put it into my boom box and we would play the songs and reenact them. (laughs) I adore that. That is the most Megan thing I've ever heard. (laughs) oh my god yeah and then another one another connection i have this movie (laughs) that this is funny and embarrassing do you remember tooth (laughs) tunes absolutely (laughs) this i also had this the i the the high school musical tooth tunes yes yes i have one of those too Ah, it played we're all in this together Yes. Oh my god, that is so funny. So if for those who don't know what tooth tunes were, (laughs) it was like (laughs) this thing in like two thousand from like two thousand six to two (laughs) thousand seven (laughs) where really where it was like a campaign for kids to brush to wanna enjoy brushing their teeth. So they made these toothbrushes and like the ad, it was marketed as like you would brush your teeth and then only you could hear the song in your head, but like you could hear it. <laughs> but yeah. I guess Sabrina and I both had the high school musical tooth tunes where when we would brush our teeth, it would play We're All in This Together. <laughs> Honestly, that was like the best thing. I think I got that as like a gift for yeah. Christmas or my birthday or something. And it was the best thing I got that oh, year. It was, I was definitely so a excited. birthday present. Yeah. I was like, oh my yeah. God, I saw this on an ad. <laughs> yeah. They had like commercials or ads like everywhere for them. Yeah. And they I were, used like, it way yeah. longer than you're supposed to keep a toothbrush. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> One of my memories, which is kind of embarrassing. So I loved the teen magazines like Tiger Beat and I like whatever the other teen magazines were. And I, when High School Musical came out and it was like Zac Efron and Corbin Blue, like all of their posters. Yeah. 
I had, I'm not kidding you, probably like three of both of them on my wall. Like, oh, yeah. Plastered everywhere. Oh, yeah. And I was obsessed. I think I broke my high school musical CD from listening to it so often and I would take it out. So I had to mow my lawn and I would hold, like, I would hold my CD player and of course it would like hit a bump and skip and then <laughs> ruin the CD. Yeah. <laughs> but I played it so much that I think I like, it was so damaged by the time I listened to it for like a year straight. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like absolutely trashed because I adored High School Musical. So g- talking about like Tiger Beat, M, Pop Star Magazine, J13, yes. oh. I, every J14. time, <laughs> every time I went to Kroger with my mom. I was like, can I get a magazine? And we would go to the magazine aisle and I would get one of those. And I had one of those posters. I had a bunch of the high school musical ones, but I had one that was specifically, I'll have to send you a picture of this because I found it. It was a Zanessa poster. Stop. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens when they were dating. They were called Zanessa. And I had a poster yes. that said, Zanessa is love. And it, <laughs> and it was it was Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens on like inner tubes in a pool holding hands. Oh my god. And I, I had that a in, vague memory of that. I put that up in my kitchen in a common space. <laughs> That's incredible. And it was there for years. Oh my God. No, I, so (laughs) I was in love with High School Musical and so was my best friend, Paige, when we were younger. And her parents got her tickets to see High School Musical in concert. (gasps) And I was so excited. (laughs) Did you get to go? Yeah. I went to see High School Musical in concert. I'm going to poop my pants. It was one of the best things I've ever experienced. But what was so funny is that for those of you who don't know, Zac Efron did not sing in the first movie. He did not. <laughs> it was Drew Seeley. And Drew Seeley was on tour with High School Musical. And their excuse was that Zach was filming, like, I think Hairspray or like something, yeah. some other musical movie. And so we went to see High School Musical and it was great because like Ashley Tisdale and Vanessa Hutchins had their own music out at the same time. So yeah. they were also performing their own music, which uh, was incredible. That was a golden era. Yes. And then Drew Seeley came out to sing. And I just remember vividly in my head being like, wow, he sounds a lot like Zach Efron. <laughs> This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was and that it, was one of my fun facts. I'm sure most people know it. But yeah, Zach, yeah. Drew Seeley sang for the first movie, but Zach Afron sang for the rest because Zach yeah. Afron, I guess, is not a tenor. <laughs> and that's what they wanted. Yeah, but I, I just remember vividly being like, wow, they really found someone who sounds like Zach Afron. That is so funny. Oh, it's so Oh tragic. my gosh. Well, we were clearly big high school musical fans bigger than I remembered like after rewatching it I was like this really was my life (laughs) oh yeah and this movie made me like I I'm a hopeless romantic and I was like I'm gonna fall in love singing karaoke that's how I'm gonna (laughs) find the person I'm gonna be with I was like this is this is it and I truly believe that I probably for way too long yeah so Sabrina I found a BuzzFeed quiz to find out which high school musical character are you. And I thought it might be fun for us to take it on the podcast. 
Let I absolutely want to do this. I sent it to you. Okay, but first, who do you think? Who do you I are? think I am? Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> I think maybe like a combination between like Ryan, Chad, and Gabriella. <laughs> what a mix! <laughs> I'm a complex lady. Oh my god! See, I think I'm Kelsey. You're one hundred percent Kelsey. Yeah, you really yeah. are. So I'm very interested in yeah. seeing so, what this quiz will give me. We're gonna go through. I'll read the first question and then we'll just like switch off. So first things first. How would your friends describe you? Shy, caring, ambitious, strong, smart, or loyal? Well, Megan, how would you describe me? <laughs> I would describe you as strong. Wow, thank you. I wouldn't have chosen that one myself. <laughs> yeah, I would choose that for you. I think that's what you should pick. What about what about me? Okay. What would you pick for me? I would definitely say ambitious. Ambitious? I would not pick that yeah. for me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Look at us. Okay. 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 Ooh, pick a classic decom to watch over and over again. Smart House, Cheetah Girls, Double Teamed, Cadet Kelly, Luck of the Irish, and Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. Ooh, I know this Xenon's at the top of our list. But yeah. I'm going to pick Cheetah Girls. We haven't done a Cheetah Girls episode yet. I don't know if it'll be at the top. But for me personally, Cheetah Girls over and over again for the rest of my life. See, I loved Cheetah Girls as well. But Cadet Kelly. I knew I you were going to pick Cadet Kelly. Hillary Duff fan. <laughs> I think I'm going to choose Cadet Kelly. Okay. Pick an OG high school musical song to rock out to. We're all in this together. Break and free. Get your head in the game. What I've been looking for, bet on it or bop to the top. Bet on it for me. But I was gonna say, so eight-year-old Megan would have picked bop to the top. 23-year-old Megan, bet on it all the way. I will scream Absolutely. that song. <laughs> yes, I 110% that song is the greatest. Okay, pick a musical instrument. Guitar, drums, piano, saxophone, tambourine, my voice, duh. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with, Hmm. I played piano as a kid, so I'm going to go with piano. This is hard. I would probably pick piano or my voice, duh. I think you but should I go feel like your voice, duh. Okay. <laughs> I'll go with that one. <laughs> okay. Pick your favorite subject in high school. Drama, PE, science, math, history, foreign language. Drama. I'm, yeah, I'm going to have to pick drama as well. <laughs> Theater kids. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Acting majors. <laughs> that would be a surprise if we didn't choose it. Yeah. Okay. Pick a former Disney star to sing a duet with. Ooh. Joe Jonas, Zendaya, Hilary Duff, Demi Lovato, Cole Sprouse, Raven Simone. This is hard. Okay. I'm going to do process of elimination to try to get down to this. Okay. So I'm going to take out okay. Cole Sprouse because he's not a singer. I'm going to take out Demi Lovato because they would eat me up. They would make me look bad because they are so good. Demi Lovato's out. <laughs> okay. Also, Zendaya. Uh, Zendaya's too perfect. I'll look like a potato next to her. I'm going to, I'll say Hilary Duff because she was my first concert as a kid. And I think that would be really fun. Okay. Okay. For me, this is really, really hard. Because, like, little me would say Hillary Duff 110%. But now me, I feel like it would be Demi Lovato. Yeah. Well, you have a good singing voice, so I feel like you and Demi would sing. 
their voice is something else. It's something else, um, but I think that you could like hold your own with them. Thank you. That is a big compliment. I need you to know how much that means to me. But also, I love Zendaya, and I just want to want to be in the same oh, room as Zendaya. I want to. I, I, I would love to hang with Zendaya, but I couldn't sing in front of Zendaya. <laughs> That's valid. I feel okay. I think I'm gonna pick Demi Lovato. Okay. Okay. Grab a bite to eat from the cafeteria. Carrot sticks, pizza, tater tots, cookies, jello, apple. Tater tots. Duh. Easy. Mine's pizza. Okay. okay. And lastly, in the spirit of Martha Cox, which one do you like to do the most? Pop, lock, jam, or break? I'm going to say pop, I guess. I'm going to say break because I'm really clumsy and I do be breaking things. Love that for you. Okay. Oh my gosh. What? <laughs> I Who got, did you get? I got Kelsey. <laughs> okay, I got Sharpay. <laughs> Wow. So mine says you're a little shy, but that's because you have so much talent that you don't know what to do with it all. It takes some time to get you out of your shell, but when you do, there's no stopping you. Okay, I just want to say I'm pretty sure the only reason I got Sharpay is because I picked my voice. Duh. Eh. But let me read it. Okay, it says you're a boss with a capital B. Yeah. You know what you want and you go for it. Sure, people can talk, but no one is going to dull your shine or steal your spotlight. You know what? I think that's accurate, though. That's interesting. That description <laughs> is pretty accurate. I definitely accurate. feel Kelsey in my soul, yeah. but I also don't disagree with this, I guess. Yeah. And I feel like this is like, because I used to be pretty shy when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Like this, this, this quiz felt our souls, I guess. I guess. BuzzFeed, yeah. add it again. <laughs> so we'll we'll put a link in in maybe like the Instagram bio or maybe a link in the podcast. So you all can take this quiz if you would like to. Oh my gosh. So Megan, I would love to hear about the writer and director of this wonderful film. That is crazy. I have that info for you right here. So wow, first off, incredible. I want to say not many DCOMs have an actual rating on Rotten Tomatoes. They just have an audience score. But because this one is so groundbreaking, it does have a tomato meter. And the Rotten that. Tomatoes score for this movie is a 65%, which is in the positive. And it has an, <laughs> nice. au- yeah. and it has an audience score of 74%. And I, I can vibe with 74 yeah, I agree. Yeah. So this movie was written by Peter Barsocini. I hope I pronounced that correctly because this man is a god. <laughs> uh, I looked at his writing credits. He's written a few other movies, but he is most known for the High School Musical trilogy. He is the sole writer that's credited on all three of these movies. And uh, you know what? He probably doesn't have to write a bunch more because I am certain he made so much money off of all of this. Absolutely. I mean, these were hits, all of them. I'll get more into it in the fun facts about like what this like first High School Musical spawned. But this man, I am certain he and his family are sitting pretty for the rest of their lives. (laughs) And this movie was directed by the one, the only Kenny Ortega. Ah, oh, oh, 
yes. Disney directing royalty and choreography royalty. Yes. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Mr. Ortega's work, he started out doing a lot of direction for music videos. He very famously directed the music video of Denise Williams' song, Let's Hear It for the Boy, made popular by Footloose. And he also directed many music videos for the Pointer Sisters, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton, and Gloria Estefan. And now for this man's- That man stays working. Yes, he really does. And- now for his movies that he's directed. All of them hits. First, we have Newsies, Hocus Pocus, High School Musical, Cheetah Girls 2, High School Musical 2, High School Musical 3, Senior Year, Michael Jackson's This Is It, all three Descendants movies, and Rocky Horror Picture Show Live. Well, no wonder Descendants is the new High School Musical. Yeah. They got Kenny Ortega on it. Oh, yeah. And I have to say, from where I babysat that child, I watched all three Descendants movies many times. They're not bad. They're, I enjoy them, actually. <laughs> I've heard they're not bad. I have yet to watch them, but I've heard they're pretty good. I actually, I've made Josh watch all of them. <laughs> they're pretty good. <laughs> Can't. Can't complain. I can't wait for us to watch them. I wouldn't say they were as good as High School Musical or Cheetah Girls, but I did enjoy them. Yeah. So why don't we dive into this? Yes, let's go. I'd love for you to start off. Okay, so my very first thing about this movie, all of these songs are certified bops. All of them. Every single one. Not a bad song. Even the often forgotten when there was me and you. When there was me and you. Yes. I do. That song is so good. It, and you know what? A lot of people like to take a big stinky dump on that song. And I am not here for it. I, me neither. I've listened to like and, several podcasts. I've read articles where people like refer to it as the worst song in the movie. I disagree wholeheartedly. It is so good. Yeah. And also, okay. I... I challenge everyone to listen to this song and think if like someone like Ariana Grande or like a pop singer right now sang that song, I know it would be a hit. It would be all over the radio. Yeah. Like it would be Olivia Rodrigo. A, yeah. Actually, she probably exactly. did sing it uh, because she's in that the high school musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> she probably did. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know why people like crap all over that song when it's really good. I love it. I love it so much. It's filmed so dramatically, which oh, I yeah. guess could be considered a negative, but not for not for this lady. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I loved every second um, of it. Her backlit face. Oh my gosh, she was beautiful. <laughs> I I also have to say, because I know we're gonna be talking about the songs more later. I have to say, Ashley Tisdale was the best acting in this movie. That is one of my top notes. Ashley Tisdale bodies this role. Yeah. Bodies it. Yeah. Completely. And the thing is, I I never realized that. Like, and I've watched it since it came out. Like, mm-hmm. I've been watching it as an adult too. Same. I haven't seen it in a while, but I did not realize how perfectly she played Sharpay Evans until watching it for this podcast. She's so good. Ashley Tisdale, amazing. I love her. Disney queen. And now granted, she does have a backlog of a lot of 
like roles before this. Yeah. So, you know, she's had some time to work out. She'd been around the block. Yeah, exactly. But I like she stood out to me. Oh, yeah. This time around. Absolutely. Also, Allison Reed, who played Miss Darbus, the funniest (laughs) character in the entire movie. I love her. And I love her because she makes me hate her. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. And she's so overdramatic and incredible. I think it is so funny. Again, a lot of these things that I like, I can definitely see people who did not grow up with this movie thinking they're bad things about the movie, but I still love them. I think it's so funny that Miss Darbus doesn't know anything about sports and not in like a we don't know anything about sports. It's literally like if an alien came down to this planet and tried to explain what was going on. Like, she literally looked at a basketball and called it a hockey puck. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's it's, way off the mark when very, it comes to sports. Oh, I loved when she looked at Troy and was like, where is your sports posse or whatever it's called? And he goes, um, <laughs> team? It's so funny. It's so good. And I have to say, speaking of something that Miss Darvis does, her cell phone monologue during their detention scene, which then is interrupted by Coach Bolton coming in saying, what are those two doing in a tree? The best line in this entire movie is said by Coach Bolton. And he says, what the heck are those two doing in a tree? (laughs) I think about that line all the time. What the heck it's are those so two funny. doing in a tree? <laughs> and she's making this like really dramatic monologue about how cell phones are ruining people's lives. And like, my next audition and, monologue is going to be Miss Darba's cell phone monologue from High School Musical. Yes, absolutely. It was. It just made me laugh so hard. Also, we have to like talk about how she said how she says musical, musical. Is that how we're supposed to be pronouncing the title of the movie? High School Musical. I wish. (laughs) That would be incredible. I've never heard anyone pronounce it that way other than this movie. Is that the correct pronunciation? Why does she say it that way? I think it's just because she's Miss Darvis and she's overdramatic about everything. The way (laughs) she speaks is weird in general. Like, she's constantly speaking as though she's... In a Shakespeare play. She does. Like monologue. She has a very Shakespearean air to her. Yeah, a tone. Yeah. yeah. Which is fitting because yeah. this this movie is just Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Just without the death. Yeah. Yeah. It's Greece meets Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to throw it back to the very beginning of the movie. This movie starts in such a gentle way. Like this movie started and it felt like like a childhood friend's mom that I haven't seen in a long time giving me a big hug. That's so specific. <laughs> but isn't that what it felt like? It it did feel very comforting. It was so like, it's just so gentle, that soft falling snow at this ski resort. Like, oh, it was so nice. Also, another thing I like about this movie is it's not complicated. It's a very no. simple movie, and I appreciate that. I like that they don't have too much going on. Yeah. It's very straightforward. You know what's going to happen, and I enjoy that. I also think it's yeah. a good theme for kids. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I think it, keeping it simple and not 
making it so convoluted is like perfect for what their target audience was. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I just think the theme, especially if we consider the time, because like I've seen a lot of people make fun of this movie being like, High School Musical was so bold. A basketball player can sing or he can bake. Wow. And it's like, okay, but if you look at the time, it's 2006. A lot of movies that like came before it, it's all based in like cliques. And like, this is how you do high school. They are the jocks. They're the geeks. And like, you don't go outside of that clique that you're in. And I liked that this movie was like, hey, kids, you can do whatever you want. You can like different things and you can be a multifaceted person. And that is okay. And you can have different hobbies. It's like healthy to have multiple hobbies. Yeah. And I I think like, I mean, Stick to the Status Quo is the song all about that. And what I liked about that is it didn't only show the main characters having those interests. It showed the background characters as well, having those different interests and going through the same thing that the main characters were going through, which I feel like you don't get a lot in other movies like this. You normally just get it focused on the main two or three people. I think it's something you can take into adulthood. Cause like, I feel like recently I had this revelation where there are a lot of different things that I enjoy. And I think throughout college and maybe a little in high school, I felt like they kind of clashed. So I would have to pick them. Like, I can't, I can't like this thing, but also like this thing. I can't be uh, a fan of sports and also really love the theater or like to read science articles and stuff. Like none of these things go together. And I recently I was like, no, I can be a very multifaceted person. And that's what High School Musical was trying to tell me all along. I love that, you know, you're just taking this in now. Because I, like, so am I. Um, yeah. Like, I realized, I like, coming out of college, I was like, I have put all of my time and effort into this, like, one part of me. I don't have any hobbies. I'm like, yeah. what do I like to do? Like, there are other things that I wanted to, like, try yeah. and experience. But I was so focused on, like, the one thing. And, you know, watching Troy Bolton just being so focused on basketball and then finding that he loves singing. Yeah. I'm like, I can do that too. Yeah. absolutely. I mean, and I think we, you know, especially in college, you're kind of in a vacuum and like, I enjoyed things that maybe some of my peers didn't enjoy. So I would feel like, oh, I gotta like hide that thing that I, that I like cause nobody else is interested right. in it. It doesn't fit within this niche that I'm supposed to fit into. And like, that has been one of my biggest joys of my post-college career is discovering or I guess a better word would be rediscovering all of these hobbies that I thought that I had to get rid of like skiing and reading and like all these things it's been great yeah and high school musical just like reiterates that point yeah so much I mean that's like its main message and I think it does it really well it tells all the right points and all the right stories in order to get that message across yeah And I think the script, I love how it introduces the characters in a very, like, quick, succinct way. That Sharpay intro, iconic, where she is walking and she throws her hands up and the children part like the Red Sea. Yes. Then you get that little moment of, like, Taylor making a comment on it. We know what she's about now. Like, (laughs) you know each of these characters. And they did it in a very, like, succinct way. 
I also loved and was confused by everyone waiting outside of Troy's bus. Like there are (laughs) other people supposed to be coming off that bus and there is a mass of people waiting just for Troy to walk off this school bus. But like it showed that he was like popular. So I understand it. Yeah. But I just think it's a it little absurd and I yeah. kind of love it. I think there are definitely moments in this where like it's very absurd and you could either take that as it's bad or you could just be like, no, it's it's absurdist. <laughs> right. It's just absurdist. You don't get it. <laughs> High school musical is too complex for yeah. you. Oh my gosh. I also want to bring up another character that we've already mentioned because of the quiz. But Kelsey, I love her as a character. She is precious. (laughs) She is, like, I adore her. But also she feels very real to me. She does. I wish they would dress her better. I think they dress her better in the second movie. (laughs) The bowler hat. The costuming department did her dirty. I, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, but I, if I remember correctly, I think the second movie, she is a lot cuter. <laughs> yeah, I think she looks more normal in the also, second movie. this child casually wrote a whole musical? I know, in high school? What? And they're producing it? it first of all, incredibly talented. <laughs> that is not a thing that happened in my high school. We did not. <laughs> yeah, like, that's crazy. Yeah. they. I think they really underestimated... Kelsey throughout the entire movie because yeah. like when you really think about it you're like she's the most talented one here like yeah. you do realize that oh absolutely Kelsey also has a really funny line that I never heard until today and it's because she says it like it's very soft in the background but she's she's telling like Gabrielle and Troy like when they can meet up to rehearse after they they get their call back and she's like, you can come to my house for breakfast and I was like that's cute and then she goes or after school after basketball class <laughs> Oh my god, I laughed at that too. I was like, oh, basketball class. It was cute. It was funny. It sounds like everyone in theater has no idea what any sport is. Yeah, which is crazy. (laughs) Which is very funny. (laughs) But also speaking of that, the auditions. I I wanted us to talk about that next. We have to talk about this in depth. (laughs) First of all, did you, the first girl who sings... I noticed this for the first time today as well. She has drawn on freckles, very clearly dotted freckles yes. on her face. Yes. And then is it the girl after her that keeps winking? The makes, piano it, it girl? Me, yes, it who, makes me so uncomfortable. Who, like, for, she's like laying on the piano. Hilarious. She keeps winking. Hilarious. But also the fact that she's not completely bad she's just a little off key is what made it perfect because that's so accurate they could have easily had everyone go up there and sing fully off key the whole time but i love that it was just a little off because that is so accurate also i need to talk about the opera singer because she was hitting these notes that are very impressive yeah but they were looking at her like she couldn't sing and i was like no 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 this is just not her musical She's just an opera singer. Yeah, she's the best <laughs> she one is there. so good. I love that we yeah. wrote down the same characters in this sequence. <laughs> um, because I also wanted to talk about the opera singer and how she was the best one in the whole movie. Like this classically trained woman and Miss Darbus, who I guess has never heard of Phantom of the Opera or like any <laughs> opera ever. 
she's just like, no, no classically trained singers. I only want Belton beauties in here. <laughs> we also have to talk about the interpretive dancers because that is comedic gold in my eyes. <laughs> and also Miss Darvis's reaction to it where she says, that was disturbing to see. Go see a counselor. <laughs> that was one of my favorite lines of the entire movie. It's so funny. Delivery, the writing, I know. her facial expression, just perfect. It was perfect. I do wish that they had made the interpretive dance a little weirder to warrant that reaction. Because watching it, I was like, this is like, just meh, you know? I wish it would have been a yeah. little weirder for her to be like, oh my god. I think for me, what made it so uncomfortable was like them repeating after each other. So it was like, it's hard to believe, it's hard to believe that I couldn't see, couldn't see. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I hate this. <laughs> but it was so funny. Such a good moment. That Such a whole, good scene overall. That whole scene. I loved, I also loved the boy that was singing like so monotone. And I was like, I, I'm picturing people from my high school through this And he was child. reading off of his hand. And he was so proud of He himself. was reading the words and he read it wrong. <laughs> Next to, beside me. <laughs> that I couldn't sneeze. <laughs> See? <laughs> oh my uh, gosh. This is one of my bigger notes. My bigger positive notes okay. in this movie. Okay. I think the costuming in this movie... A plus 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 plus. In that, I loved what they did. First of all, I think they nailed Miss Darbus's costumes, all of those across yes. the board. That's more of a fashion note, but like she was she was definitely in a costume rather than like a fashion thing. But I loved how the costumer kind of gave each character a color that they wore the most of and they didn't stick with it the whole movie because that would be weird like it would be weird yeah if like Sharpay wore pink the entire movie it would be weird if Gabriella right. wore light blue the entire movie she does wear other colors but like Gabriella specifically light blue for I would say like 80% of this movie and Troy yeah. wore red for a lot in the beginning which is the Romeo and Juliet colors and like whenever yeah. they were together, you would see that blue and red to like show they're from different worlds. But then as the movie went along, Troy started to wear more blue, the more that he came into like who he really was. And so I love yeah. that they matched that color palette to her. And then it, it made even more sense like later during when there was me and you, when Gabrielle like looks out on the quad and it's a sea of kids in wildcat red and Troy is there in blue in the center and you can see him. Yeah. And I, I just thought that was chef's kiss. Amazing. I, I also don't know. I noticed this a few times. I, and I would think it's purposeful, but there were times where Sharpay and Ryan's outfits would coordinate with Troy and Gabriella's. Mm hmm. And I thought that was really interesting, especially because they were really like kind of going head to head the whole time. And then how Sharpay and Ryan, of course, their outfits coordinated. Yeah. But then like you were saying with Troy and Gabriella, how they kind of like morphed into each other's kind of colors. And so I thought it was interesting that they also coordinated Sharpay and Ryan's costumes to Troy and Gabriella yeah. at certain points. And I also think these costumes, looking at them now, are a little cringy at some point. 
but they're very 2006. They're incredible. I can't wait for us to get to fashion. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, I had to I had to bring up that I, costume because it was so good. I also need to say my favorite choreography of this movie is in Get Your Head in the Game. Yes. That choreography is sick. Baller. And I <laughs> truly. <laughs> but, but also the final shot of that song of Troy walking off and the ball like bouncing after he makes the shot. Beautiful shot. Kenny Ortega. Ah. I was like, wow, that was very dramatic and like incredible. Loved the like that kind of like button on the end of the song. But I did think it was very funny that most of the close-ups in that entire scene is of the choreographer. <laughs> Wait, the choreographer's in that? Yeah. And he I thought Kenny Ortega the... choreographed it. No, there well, he may have done some of it, but there's also another choreographer. Uh-huh. I'm forgetting his name, but he's in a lot of the basketball scenes and they do a lot of close-ups of him, and it's probably because he's the only one who doing looks it good really doing well. It. But I, I bet, loved Get Your Head in the Game. I bet that was so hard to film, getting all those basketballs in sync yeah. and nobody like messing up. The the only downside, which this is in my negatives, but I'm going to bring it up while we're talking about this because it's small. Zac Efron overacted the crap out of that dramatic part in the middle. And yeah. that was like the, that was the first time where I was like, I can believe he's fully lip syncing and yeah. like, this is not him. Cause he's overacting it with his body so much that I'm like, I feel like he's not connected to this at yeah. all, since but it's you, still hilarious. <laughs> since you brought it up, I, in my negatives, I have get your head in the game. Is it cringe? I don't care. I put it in my negatives specifically so I just had something I could talk about in that section. I do recognize that Get Your Head in the Game is a very cringy song. However, I don't care. I love it. And the choreography, like you said, is baller. It's incredible. Like, I, it was just, I can't imagine trying to choreograph that because that's a lot of people and a lot of props to deal with. So, okay. This is for the end of the movie. This was a big thing. I feel like we definitely earned a kiss. However, I'm glad that they held it off until movie two. Yes, me too. I like, I was so ooh, happy. Because it made me want to be like, oh, like. <laughs> yeah, I... I thought the cheek kiss was just enough. Yeah, and well, and I definitely think we earned a, a smoocheroo on the lips. But I yeah. liked that they they like they teased us and they were like, "Come back for the sequel." Yeah, because like th- we've talked, there are some movies we've seen where like they definitely didn't earn a kiss. This one did. Yeah, they earned it, but they Absolutely. were like, "No, no, no." <laughs> yeah, and I I also adored that. I was like. I, I can live with that. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. So I have a few little things that I'm just going to throw out there. Yeah. That I loved. One, Troy's casual sneaking around the school. So funny. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's so dramatic, but very funny. Ryan thinking he's getting pumped. <laughs> One of... <laughs> One of the best little moments of this movie is that. Yeah. Can I bring up a Um, little moment I loved while you brought up Ryan? I love the implication that Ryan can't read. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) I think that is so funny. Like in my head, like Ryan can't read. They have to give him his script in pictures or maybe like, (laughs) or maybe 
mean, like, Sharpay reads it aloud to him over and over at home over dinner until he memorizes it. <laughs> Poor Ryan. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> Continue. Uh, I also, the subtitles throughout the movie yeah. were very funny. Mm-hmm. Just little, like, funny moments. And then... I loved the Troy and Gabriella basketball court scene. So cute. Sweet. That was precious. Yeah. It was just like such a genuinely cute moment that I feel like my little hopeless romantic heart like exploded when I first saw it. Like I was like, that's what I want. Like I want whatever is happening here. Also, Kelsey standing up to Sharpay. Queen. I I was like, yes, absolutely. 110%. I want to see more of this Kelsey. Heck yeah. Like I loved her. And then finally, the after credit scene with Sharpay and Zeke, I will always wait for. <laughs> I have, I wrote always. down high school musical after credits walked so Marvel could run. <laughs> <laughs> True. I will say I kind of, I put in my negatives because it does not make sense with the rest of the movie at all. But it it's not a negative for me because I still love it. <laughs> No, it absolutely does not have anything to do with the movie. But I I think it's so funny. It is. That Sharpay is acting like these cookies are drugs. Like she yeah. looks like she is like tweaking. Ashley's still running through all those balloons. Oh my gosh. That's comedy. <laughs> I, that's comedy right there. But I I will always wait yeah. through the no, credits. Disney to watch Plus that. tried to like cut it off and suggest High School Musical 2 before it came on. And I was like, no, no, no. There's an after credits scene here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we are not skipping that. <laughs> We're not done. My little ones, let's let's see. I, I I thought Vanessa Hudgens was super cute in this movie. I just thought she was precious. Yeah. I loved her throughout the whole thing. I f- loved the break and free montage where Troy and Gabriella are learning the song and Sharpay and Ryan are like spying on them. I love a montage and that was cute. Yes. I loved that moment at the end where like the basketball team made a cake for Taylor and Gabriella and then they made the cute little like chalk drawing. I thought that was fun. I did the, the beginning of the movie, that karaoke guy who was playing God that's my nightmare. The host. <laughs> That's my nightmare. First of all, if if hell is personally tailored to us individually, and if I go to hell, my hell will be like a karaoke night somewhere. And like in it will be this guy from High School Musical putting a spotlight on me and making me sing. Like that, <laughs> a nightmare. But we can't forget, we can't forget his iconic line, his one and only, someday you're going to thank me for this or not. Yeah. <laughs> I love that moment, but I hate I hate that he was like, ooh. Yeah. Also, this is just a question I have. Troy Bolton's house. Oh my God, what does his mom do for a living? Because I know they did not make that much money on a basketball coach's salary. No, literally, like they're talking about him becoming like a great player to get scholarships to go to school. I'm like, do you see the house that's behind you? I don't think he'll need a scholarship. They spent like, all their money Unless on the it house. all went into the house. Yeah. Yeah, and he's an only Troy's was, an only child, and they have that huge house with a full basketball court. Yeah, I I was shocked by that too. This was the first time I noticed that house, and I was like, Yeah, oh lord, yeah. that house. What is does his mom giant. do? What does his mother do? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Yeah. 
Okay, so if we must, and I guess we must, we must transition into the negatives that I was grasping for. I guess I'll start out. This is a true negative I hated. Most of these are like things that I recognize as negatives but still love. This is a thing I truly hated. There are a few times in this movie where they are trying to make it seem like Gabrielle and Troy are finishing each other's sentences. <laughs> I hate, like, I have that as well. That scene this, right, like, when they first meet. Right when and she they gets go, there. Yeah. I don't believe it. Me neither. I hate it. I hated it so much. And I know as actors, they were like, there's no way for us to make this work. But they left it in and I hate that for them. Yeah, absolutely. I also had that as one of my top yeah. dislikes of this movie. Also, this is when Ch when Ryan and Sharpay are singing their audition song, What I've Been Looking For, they're performing. And by Kelsey's reaction and like Troy and Gabriella's reaction, I'm just like, I am stunned why everyone is acting like this is not the most amazing performance of all time. <laughs> like they're watching them like, oh my God. And it, like, they're, they're killing it. I feel like, I feel like that was better than Bob to the top. <laughs> I agree. But I also think it's because they're like, Ugh, they're going way too far, like yeah. way further than they need to. I feel like that's more of the reaction. And it was Kelsey's song that was supposed to be a ballad. And I love Kelsey. I guess I am Kelsey. But Kelsey's one of the best characters in the show. However, Brian and Sharpay's version is better <laughs> than of that song. That's true. It is catchier and it's a lot, a lot more fun to listen to. Yeah. I have to bring up. I was not the biggest fan of Vanessa Hutchins and Zac Efron's performance oh. in this movie. And here's the that thing. Hurts. So the reason I'm saying this is because they get exponentially better. And also, like, they're, they are great actors. But in, you can tell this is kind of them stepping into this industry and, like, getting their footing. Which it works for a DCOM. Like, we've seen worse acting in a decom <laughs> much worse yeah so like i'm not that isn't something that like ruins this movie by any means but then looking at like ashley tisdale next to them i was like oh you can definitely see the difference between yeah. experience and i think they both get better even into high school musical too like i agree absolutely yeah and that's why I'm bringing it up for this one as a negative one, because I'm reaching for negatives. And yeah. two, because it is something that you can see in this movie, but I think in the other two movies, they come up to level with everyone else. Yeah. I also have something that was a big pet peeve of mine. Okay. And it's for the very first, like the karaoke scene. And then also when they're singing with Kelsey. They just magically know the harmonies and know <laughs> how to read music. Yeah. And like, because they're singing Kelsey's song and she puts up the sheet music. Neither of them look at it. And they also just magically know the harmonies. I'm like, you you can't read music. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, this is not just magically coming to you. But that was just something where I was like, it's a small thing. And they go into it, like them learning the like callback song and stuff, which was better. Yeah. But it was just those two moments that I was like, I don't think people realize how hard it is to like stand at a piano and someone just put music in front of you and say, sing it. Yeah, especially a song that you've never heard, or I guess they've heard it once. <laughs> in a completely different style yeah. and like yeah. uh, tempo. A pet peeve of mine. I think it's weird 
that Ryan and Sharpay constantly play romantic leads, and I'm tired of pretending it isn't. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. Because they are brother and sister, but it does remind me of my high school, where this was the year after I graduated, but I still had friends in school. Shout out to Luke and Jill, if you're listening to this. Luke and Jill are brother and sister, and they got cast as the romantic roles in Legally Blonde. <laughs> And at the end of the musical, instead of kissing, they hugged. And it was really funny. (laughs) That's so awkward. But that's that's kind of what this reminds me of. (laughs) Oh, that is tragic. But very, like, yeah, that's very true. Sharpay and Ryan constantly playing, like, opposites each other. Yeah, because, like, she said she's been in 17 school productions, which, oh my gosh, that's a lot of school productions as a junior. But, like, they're always the leads. Most plays, the leads are romantically involved. How are we getting around that? (laughs) Yeah, that's real weird. Another thing that just made me so uncomfortable, and this may be rude, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. All of Troy's dancing when it's not choreographed. Oh, I loved it. It was so and, cute. Like, and I know that's like really like it's mean to say, but it just it felt like he was awkward in his body. I know, but I loved um, it. I thought it was cute. See, I felt like it was opposite. Like he felt very awkward or like it looked like he was very awkward in his body, but he was acting very confident and so it felt like off to me. Yeah. Like whenever he was singing, which I loved whenever he was singing, he was very confident, which is surprising. When he takes that jacket off in the first scene, whoo! Yeah. Eight year old me was like, oh my God. (laughs) And that's the thing. Like, he's super confident in singing, but then he has these like little awkward dance moments, and I'm like, oh, don't do that. (laughs) I loved it. And I, I, it was just something that like, Made me kind of go, yeah, every time he did it. But that's just a me thing. Speaking of dance moments, as a kid, Bop to the Top was my favorite song in High School Musical. I was, I mean, as we know, I went as Bop to the Top Sharpay for Halloween. Watching Bop to the Top now, as a kid, I remember the choreography going a lot harder (laughs) than it did in this. And I was like, I could watch this and do it now like i could learn this very easily ryan he like he's dancing all around sharpay um which i will say ryan if if ashley tisdale bodied the acting in this movie i think that lucas grabiel bodied the dancing like absolutely every time ryan was singing or performing i loved it they didn't give him as much acting stuff in this movie but like he did great but yeah i was a little like disappointed with bop to the top this time around but it might be just because like i loved it so much i built it up in my head a lot yeah and speaking of ryan choreography all of the hip thrusts he does (gasps) and we're all in this together oh my god I was like, this isn't allowed. I shouldn't be watching this. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. I felt like it needed to be like the 1950s when they only filmed Elvis from the chest up. I was was like, how did you allow his belt into this shot? Oh my God. And it was was his only choreography, pretty much. He he kept doing it. And I was like, "Ah!" (laughs) I can't believe that made it to the final cut of the movie. 
It was a lot. Another thing that like I was surprised about in that vein was they they had a shirtless scene. They did. Troy Bolton was shirtless. Which like eight-year-old me appreciated, but like now watching <laughs> it, I was like, what? Yeah, no, I was shocked because I don't remember that. I, and then when it happened, do you? It's, so, okay, so, it's your only memory. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I had a friend who also, it was a different friend who liked High School Musical a lot. I will not name names because this is embarrassing. But I remember being at this girl's house and when we would watch High School Musical, she would pause the movie on the shirtless scenes and like go up to the TV <laughs> and like stroke the TV. Stop. That's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. That's why I'm not naming names. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah, this is the first time I think in any decom we've seen somebody's shoulders. Like, I was surprised he was fully yeah. shirtless. Like, we saw nipple. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, like, I didn't remember, but then when it came up on the screen, I was like, this happened. Yeah. This is crazy. Like, I, I I, can't wait to watch High School Musical 2, but, like, that one was set at a pool, and I don't even think they were right. shirtless at any point. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember them being shirtless at any point. <laughs> that is funny, though. Yeah. I Okay, another thing I want to bring up. Chad in this movie is the worst. Yeah. Also... They're not Corbin Blue. Like Corbin Blue Corbin was, Blue. you know, I he the was biggest good. Crush, was, biggest crush on Corbin Blue as a kid. Oh my god, me too. From High School Musical, and Jump In. My goodness, Jump In. Oh, stop that movie! I watched it way too many times. <laughs> but Chad as a character was awful, and then their friends sucked. Awful. Taylor a lot. was not good in this movie either. Um, now both of them in High School and, Musical too, great. But in this yeah. movie, and, oh my god. But here's the thing. What really got me was that they had no character arc or development. So it was just an abrupt switch of like, oh, now we're going to be nice to you and good people and we're going to help you out. When before they were trying to tear these people apart. Yeah. And in like the most awful way. And obvious. And I can't believe Troy didn't see yes. that webcam and laptop. <laughs> right? <laughs> I I have that written down too. I was like, how did he not? Is he blind? Like, I don't understand. But what what really got me was after Taylor obliterates Gabriella's heart, she just, she just says, want lunch? Yeah, I know. And also the way Taylor <laughs> obliterate, the way, Taylor's argument I realized was like so funny and so dramatic because she's talking about evolution. And I like, <laughs> like they are, she's literally saying that like, Chad and Troy are genetically inferior to all of them. <laughs> it's very funny. It is. It is. And it's a stretch, too. Yeah. Also in that <laughs> it's a scene, big reach. when she pulls up that live stream of Troy saying he doesn't want to do it anymore, crystal clear live stream. I have never, even in the year of our Lord 2021, I have never seen a live stream <laughs> that crystal clear. I can't I know, imagine like, in 2006 it would be that clear. I know, like, my camera quality right now as we record this is worse than yeah. that. I also do want to bring up our love for When There Was Me and You. Uh, that scene, very overdramatic. I know Great what you're going <laughs> Awkward choreography, one. Yeah. Two, was she randomly looking in the camera? Yeah. 
because there were points where I was like, this feels like she shouldn't be looking into my soul. It was definitely like, like a fourth wall break for sure. And it, I don't think it was on purpose. Like, I think she like no, I maybe like had they done it her. and they kept it in. No, I feel like they told but, her. But she didn't do it the whole time. I know. And that's what made me feel awkward. But there were there were sections like, of it. I th- it's when she's like on that like balcony or like over overlook part inside the school and they have like a light behind her and she looks really pretty, which I love that yeah. shot, but it's like in those moments that she's looking in the camera. I feel like it was intentional. Okay, it felt very weird to me. I was like this feels wrong. It was. In this moment, I still love it. And <laughs> Also, this is, yeah, it's so great. I love this. But also, this is a fashion note, but I'm going to bring it up here because it's specifically in this song. Her belt is not in her belt loops. And I understand that this is 2006, but. I do have a note about that. Me? I'm like, why? Why? It's because she is wearing the lowest rise jeans, the most Britney Spears pair of jeans I have ever seen. And I was like, are those low rise jeans? And then she like lifted her arm a little and like her shirt came up and I was like, those are so low rise. And like to the point where her belt is like on her vagina, (laughs) (laughs) not on her hips. Like that's how low rise these jeans are like designed by Britney herself. Yeah, I I was just like, why? I kept staring at it too, because I was like, why is it like that? She has belt loops, like, but just put it in the belt loops. But yeah, there was, it was a little awkward. That that scene was a little uncomfy, especially when she's dancing on the stairs, yeah. like the awkward like one arm dance. Moves yeah, that that specifically uncomfy. when she's like on a shooting star and she throws that arm up yes. and points. Like, but I I'm not gonna lie. I loved it. <laughs> I loved every second of it. It's not, it's not good. Great. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of scenes in this movie that require a lot of suspension of disbelief. But let me tell you, I, I am suspending it. I am willing. <laughs> I'm handing out suspensions like there was a food fight in the cafeteria. <laughs> I, I really, I, I will suspend that disbelief to the, to, to my last day. <laughs> No, I will too. I this movie absolutely will. And speaking of that, I have my last dislike. Okay. <laughs> the production value for these callbacks. I <laughs> I I I think that was like the biggest shock. Rewatching this movie as an adult and realizing that all of this hoopla was over <laughs> callbacks. Just like, say it. These callbacks are fully costumed and makeup. They have mm-hmm. lights, like full light cues. Like there's somebody is on lightboard hitting go. There's a stage manager calling these cues. I was like, who yeah. is on fly rail? They are flying in <laughs> scenery. And then they have. Then we had a. Sh- as soon as I asked that question, we had a shot of a little boy doing the fly rail, <laughs> and I was like. Thank you for answering that question. But like, yeah, I was like, who flew in this moon? Yeah. Who did that? Yeah. And like, and then somebody flew in a backdrop for the start of theirs. And then they had a tech crew who had to pull out that ladder. Like they had the, they had a whole deck crew for these callbacks. I've never yeah. been to a callback where costumes were necessary. <laughs> Yeah. Also, it was wild. Another nightmare of mine having a full audience for a callback. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds awful. I could never. Also, 
during okay this is another little like technical thing so during breaking free gabriella forgot to sing <laughs> at certain points oh no that's funny and so <laughs> so you just would like see her with her mouth closed but you would hear notes that she was singing i was like you tried and it was only like that's two cute. small points that's cute but i was i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if we didn't love this movie a lot, we would be like eviscerating her. But right oh, now we're sure. like, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. And then to go to the very end of the movie, this is my last note. For we're all in this together. The close up to wide shots to close up was so much and it was so chaotic <laughs> that there was a point where I was like, I am overwhelmed <laughs> by the way this is shot. Still love that scene. It's still oh, watching. watching it today. I stood up out of my chair and did the choreography with them because I remember it from watching the dance along version. Me too. Still to this day. It's like, I did in it. My I did it. I was like, I can't believe I remember this. <laughs> and I had a good time. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> so I, I have a few quotes. I've, I've already mentioned some of them, <laughs> but there are some that I was like, the way this was delivered and or written was cringy. And then some of them I just think is funny. So I already mentioned a few, but the ones I haven't mentioned is Gabriella saying, lots going on at this school. Wow. <laughs> I love that. Just the way she said wow was like a meme. <laughs> it, was, it was very funny to me. Also, after they sabotage Gabriella and Troy, Monique is apologizing and she says we were jerks no we were worse than jerks we were mean jerks that's a good line <laughs> great incredible writing <laughs> so good and then one of my favorites which i never heard before is gabriella i think she's like is it talking to troy i can't remember but she says this whole singing thing is making this school whack <laughs> I heard that. And I was like, how have I never heard that before? I've never heard her say the word whack ever. She was right, though. It was making the school whack. It, it was whack. It was. <laughs> my my favorite line, one of my favorite, well, my favorite line in the movie is, what the heck are those two doing in a tree? <laughs> my favorite line is when Sharpay looks at Zeke and says, evaporate, tall person. <laughs> it's a good line. <laughs> it's a great line. No, and that's what really had me still cracking up was just this movie's the, funny. Like the the quotes, like there are so many hilarious quotes and jokes throughout this movie. It's a funny movie that still hold up. Yeah, like it's a funny movie. I would love to transition into fashion because I have thoughts. Okay, let's go. First of all, I want to say every outfit in this movie is so iconic. Every outfit is burned into my brain like somebody branded on a cow. These outfits onto my little smooth brain. But I do want to say I loved Chad's graphic tees. I yep. hated Taylor's thin scarves that she wore in New <laughs> Mexico. They had no purpose and they were so thin. We talked about the low-rise jeans. Ryan's sparkly hats. I don't think we needed to say that the character was gay. We knew. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. costumers did that for us because Disney wouldn't let them say it. And the costumers was That's like, very they're going to know. They're like, this is it. This is the ticket. This yeah. will tell them. Also, my 
Two little things. Loved Gabriella's red little red dress at the end. Loved it. And I loved Kelsey's little red shirt. Yeah. The outfit that I would like to discuss is oh. Sharpay's orange shrug with the white dress and the jeans. Oh, yes. And I would just like to say that if I saw anyone outside of this movie wearing that in any context, I would be like, what? on earth are you wearing but seeing her wear it in this movie i was like look is this a fashion queen <laughs> i am almost sure she wore something eerily similar to that on the red carpet for this movie yeah probably or like for a movie and that was really big on the red carpet at in 2006 because yeah. i remember hillary duff wearing stuff like that mm-hmm. like it was the jeans under the dress with like a thin scarf yeah. or like a little something over it but that to me like that outfit is a time capsule of like the early 2000s for me like in watching it in the movie i was like she looks good but again if i saw anyone wearing that i would be like take this person to an asylum (laughs) well well she looks good in the context of the time in the movie that's because true. next to everyone else's outfits it looks very normal because that's what was normal yeah but now you're like why yeah. why would that ever happen yeah <laughs> this shouldn't be allowed what are some fashion moments that you liked or did not like the new year's eve party outfits for everyone <laughs> everyone involved <laughs> were wild i liked gabriella's i thought it was pretty was basic cute. i yeah troy's mom that was a look yeah the all green get up yeah. but also just like the party goers if you looked at their outfits i was like What's going on? Where, what's, what's the dress code for this? I'm very confused. But, and also Troy's shirt in that is very interesting. It's like, interesting. It had like the, the floral. Yeah. Like moments. I don't know. It was just kind of a weird shirt for like a high school boy to be wearing. Yeah. Well, he, he dressed up for the party. You're right. You're right. That's his dress up look that his mom packed for him yeah. probably. <laughs> and then. Have, did you notice that Chad wears three watches? Yes, I did. I actually read that in Fun Facts. I wasn't going to include it, but would you like to know why he wears three watches? Yes, please. On the day of the shoot, the costumer brought three watches to Corbin Blue and said, pick one. And he said, can I wear all of them? <laughs> and I so they're all set to different time zones. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Corbin Blue said all of them. Yeah. No. <laughs> Also, we already talked about Sharpay and Ryan's audition outfits. Iconic. Love. Gabriella's orange and green look, which, yeah, which like is burned into my brain for sure. Mm-hmm. And then why the bowler hat for Kelsey? Like a bowler hat? You couldn't have given her something better than <laughs> something? that? Like, I, I get hats were a thing. But that's, like a honestly, hat? that's the most unrealistic part of this movie is that all these kids were allowed to wear hats in school. That's so true. Also, there were some shorter skirts that Sharpay was wearing that I was like, never get away with that in my school. Yeah, there were some Ever. though where I was like, this skirt is way longer than I remember it being. <laughs> a little more modest yeah. than you remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the last of my fashion notes and. We are going to also rank our top three songs. Yes, this is a fun thing. From this movie. This is a fun thing that we've decided we're going to do for the musical Disney movies. We're going to rank our top three favorite songs. 
So now this movie, because we are so connected to this movie and love this movie, at least for me, this was very difficult was. and I'm still, still second guessing what I have written down. Yeah. It was, and I am too, especially for like my number three slot. Why don't you go first? What's I, your number three? I'm still second guessing. This is <laughs> this is really bad. What if you? What I, if I, I what s- if we said we could do tied for third? To pick, I two. think I think mine is the order of mine. Oh, okay. Because I think these are my top three, but I I'm worried about the order of them. Okay, well, um, you should be. This is a life or death decision. That's how I feel. I need you to know that. Like, this feels like a lot of pressure to me. Okay, so my my third that I wrote down uh, was Get Your Head in the Game. Okay. And I think because it's fun every time I listen to it, but that middle moment is just a lot. It and is. I couldn't give it any higher than that because I love it. I love how dramatic it is, especially for being on a basketball court. Yeah. I think it's just like so out of place. But every time I listen to the song, I get so hyped. Yeah. Okay. So what's your third? My number three, and I kept going back and forth. I'll tell you what others were in contention with it, but I think I'm going to land on number three, Breaking Free. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I I did it because it was never like, I mean, that's like one of the best songs everybody says from the whole movie, but like as a kid, it was never one that I gravitated towards, but rewatching, I feel like I connected with it a lot. It made me feel things. It was very like just inspirational might be too strong of yeah. a word but I, 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 it, that's kind of <laughs> sure. like the feeling I guess bop to the top and what I've been looking for were like neck and neck for three with that but yeah. I think break and free edged them out okay what's your number two yeah. when there was me and you that's my number two as well <laughs> I, I love that song and I need you to know like I used to sing that all the time yeah. when I was younger I I hate that it's like one of the least favorite songs of all of high school musicals. I love it. Because I think it's great. I do too. It's one of, it's my number and two I used as to well. Sing it. Like it uh, justice for when there was me and you. Yes. It's such a good power ballad. It is. Like I used to sing it all the time and I felt it. It is. Like I had nothing to connect to it because I was so young. Yeah. But I felt it in my soul. Exactly. And we needed at least one power ballad in this song in or in this movie. And we got it with that. Yes. Okay, what's your number one? Start of something new. Oh, wow. Okay. And let me tell you what. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I really liked the writing of Start of Something New. Mm. I think I liked the writing more than I liked Breaking Free. Yeah. And it's one that, once again, when I listen to it, I, it makes me, like, really happy. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's such a vibe to me. Yeah. <laughs> and... I think it's just, it's one of those songs that I, once again, I could see someone singing it now that's not from High School Musical and seeing it become something, yeah, like, popular. So I, I've always loved Start of Something New. My number one. What is your number one? <laughs> Stick to the status quo. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to react like that. Before we started recording, Sabrina was like, are we going to just do our tops or our bottoms? And I said, let's just do tops so we can be positive. And she goes, I think my least favorite song is Stick to the Status Quo. And I was like, Because <laughs> that's my number it's one. So, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> Still love it. Like, the scene is really fun. It's almost, it's like a Four minute and 30 second song. Like, I yes, feel like it, it just sh- goes on way too long. I disagree. It should be longer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I strongly disagree with that. But 
The thing for me is also like, I think it's very conversational, which is very musical. Mm -hmm. But I just felt like there were songs like when there was me and you and like started something new that I would listen to just like listen to where that one, I would probably only listen to it in the context of listening to high school. I, I loved it. I, it was very long. It, it, it could have been longer and I still would have loved it. I love the choreography in it. I love how dramatic it is. I think that's my favorite part yeah. is it is so dramatic and they're just like, no, <laughs> like, this is not what I want. Yes, this is not what I planned. <laughs> that moment is it's iconic. <laughs> every, every part of that song is just so great. It's funny. It's it's funny when they like when they point at the basketball and they're like stick to what you know. <laughs> or like they point at the book and it's like stick to what you know. It's funny. It is not. I don't. I, I don't just love it because it's funny. I think it's a it's a banger of a song. And it is my favorite. I think it's the best song in the movie. <laughs> I I do have to say, I love the moment in Stick to the Status Quo, where it's like, he's supposed to be a skater boy, but he kind of looks like a stoner. Yeah. And that's he's what like they are. About they're the stoner the, group. Right. And they're he's talking about playing the cello and they're like, what's that? And he <laughs> motions like he's playing the cello and the guy goes, a saw? A saw? And he's like, no, dude, it's like a giant violin. And then they go, no. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's such me. a great, it's a great, I, I'm a sucker for an ensemble number. And it's a great ensemble I think, number. I think it's a better ensemble number than we're all in this together. I like the Ooh, themes. I don't know if I can agree with that. I like the that. themes of we're all in this together, but like the choreography, the acting, all of it wraps up, the drama. I love it. I think I think we're all in this together is the best finale number of any Disney Channel movie musical. Yeah. And yeah. we'll see if we're when we rewatch those, so I'll disagree with that. I think it's the best finale. Stick the status quo could be a finale, but I think no. it's great. So would you like to hear some fun facts? I absolutely would. Thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah, no problem. There's so many fun facts to this movie. If you are a high school musical head and you want to find them, go to IMDb. If I read all of them, this podcast would be three hours long. So <laughs> I picked Love a that. handful and even these might take a while. But so this movie, as we know, started a revolution. Upon release, it became the most commercially successful decom ever, hitting 7.7 .7 million viewers on opening night. Whoa. Or premiere night. And then it was surpassed by Cheetah Girls with like eight, Cheetah Girls 2. It was surpassed by Cheetah Girls 2 with like 8 million viewers. But okay. then High School Musical 2 still to this day holds the record for most successful premiere with 17 million so this franchise- My jaw is on the floor. Yeah, this franchise has a chokehold on all of us. Like it is without a doubt the most successful Disney Channel original movie franchise of all time. That is insane. Yeah. This film had a budget of $4.2 million. That's pretty low. Yeah, I know. That's lower than Halloween Town, yeah. right? Yeah. I think it was four, right? I thought- I thought Halloween Town was five. I thought it was four. It was supposed to be 20 and then it was five. Some, somewhere in there. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Another fun fact, Zac Efron did not sing in this first movie. He did, however, sing in the subsequent films. And we know he's a great singer from Hairspray, Greatest Showman, all those. Yes? Okay. 
there were moments in High School Musical where I was like, I think that was Zac Efron. There are moments where he does sing. And it's in Start of Something New where he does like a little ad lib moment. Yeah. And then also on her balcony. Yes, he does sing there. And and I was like, this is weird. Yeah. Because it sounds so, like, it doesn't sound super different, but the audio yeah. is different. They have, when he sings. I feel like they have similar voices to where it's not so jarring. It's just if Zac Efron I, could be a tenor. Like, yeah, I think it's just when Drew Seeley hits the higher notes, mm-hmm. that's when you can tell that yeah. it's not Zac Efron, but everything else yeah. sounds very yeah so also to speak more on how this movie kept the lights on at disney channel headquarters high school musical had two sequels it had the spin-off sharpay's fabulous adventure the tv show high school musical the musical the series it also had remakes in argentina mexico brazil and china we had the concert tour that sabrina saw i'm still jealous we have the stage musical that high schools around the country do all the time We had the ice tour, which was like Disney on ice, but it was high school musical and like just professional ice skaters touring, doing it. We had the book series, which consisted of 19 novels. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We had many video games for many different consoles. I personally had both high school musical and high school musical two on DS that I beat the game and restarted and continued to beat the game many times and there was a reality series that did very poorly what yeah it was like some sort of like singing competition thing i didn't look too much into it there wasn't a whole lot on it but yeah so imagine all the money that this has raked in (laughs) they really hit a gold mine with high school musical oh yeah also the movie took 24 days to film wow yeah That is short. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, like, I feel like that's so crazy, like, to imagine for these actors, like, this is one of their biggest things they've ever done was only 24 days, like, to make. Like, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. And then... What a whirlwind that must have been. This, I feel, is the craziest fun fact that I found for High School Musical. This movie had its origins in a 1999 script entitled Grease 3. No. (laughs) The stars of Grease 3 were to follow the children of Danny Zuko and Sandy from the original Grease film. And do you want to know who they had slated to star in this film as Danny and Sandy's children? Yes, please tell me right now. (laughs) Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. No! (laughs) Yes. I need that. (laughs) Yes. And the character of Sharpay was supposed to be the daughter of Rizzo, who they wanted to be played by... Christina Aguilera. Who turned down the role. But Justin and Brittany were apparently on board. That would have been the most iconic early 2000s movie ever ever yeah justin timberlake <laughs> even if it was yeah. garbage <laughs> justin timberlake's bandmates from nsync were supposed to have supporting roles john travolta and olivia newton john were gonna cameo their roles and the project was shelved until 2004 and then when they got it back out it was too many hoops to jump through to get like grease things like grease rights and stuff so it became high school musical 
I cannot believe Grease 3 spawned the High School Musical trilogy. Yeah. Like, it makes sense, but also I never would have guessed that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And to think, like, to go back to talking about when there was me and you, that gave so much Grease vibes. Yeah. And I would have loved to hear Britney do that song. And now I'm wondering, like, how much of that was originally there. Yeah. If any of it. And, like, how much was just, like, worked into the high school musical version of it. Yep. I have so many questions. I know. (laughs) And then my last little little fun fact. I should have saved that one for last. But I wrote these in an order. And I, yeah, in my brain. Whatever. But this is about Lucas Graybeal. And Kenny Ortega's discussion on the character of Ryan. And apparently in an interview, Lucas Grabiel talked about how when he read the script, he was like, this, he's like, Ryan is gay. So he said, this is a quote. He said, after reading the script, the first thing I said to Kenny was, okay, Kenny, Ryan's gay, right? I know it's Disney Channel, so I they won't let me really be gay. But I mean, that's what that's what this this guy's about, you know? And Kenny Ortega said, well, think of it this way. You have the opportunity to play a character who's young, he's into theater, he's an artist, and let's go at it from that point of view. He talked to me about his own life, and he was like, I see a lot of myself in Ryan. Yeah, I knew I was gay in high school, but I didn't tell anybody. So it they approached the character because Disney wouldn't let them say it, which is very upsetting. But I think that it captured this character that you probably did see in a lot of high school kids in the early 2000s these theater boys who were gay but they couldn't talk about it but they were able to express it through their art and with ryan through their fashion yeah and so like although i would have loved to have been in a place where we could have seen ryan be openly gay i do like that kenny ortega took that into account and tried to do as much as he could with what he was allowed to do yeah I agree. And I I do remember reading an article about that. And I liked the way Kenny Ortega, like his angle for it. Especially as like a gay man himself. Right. And that's what I was going to say, especially being, having been in that position before and like taking it from a personal standpoint. And the fact that Lucas Grabeel was open enough to talk to Kenny Ortega and be like, listen, like, this is what this is, right? Like, Mm -hmm. because you are on Disney, you know, like that's, especially in this time, like that's not something that's going on. And the fact that they could have that conversation is really great because especially with Disney being the company that it is, like, I feel like as, as an actor in that time, I probably would have been like, oh, maybe I shouldn't assume this. Like we should, you know, maybe not talk about that part or like, you know, Mm -hmm. because it was not something that was big at that time, but the fact that they were open about it yeah. or as open as they could be within the project mm-hmm. so they could portray yeah. that, I think is really and great. And then I read another thing where apparently Lucas Grabeel made the decision that Ryan's character had a crush on Zeke. And I guess they had filmed moments where you could see that a little more, but I guess they got they got cut either for content or maybe for time. We'll never know. That's but so cute. I, I had... There was a moment before, even before reading that fun fact, but like it's the moment at the end where Zeke offers Sharpay the cookies and then she walks away and Ryan takes them. There was a moment there where I was like, this is kind of cute. Like maybe. And then when I read that, I was like, oh, 
Like, that's one of those moments. That is so sweet. Yeah. I love that so much. And it, it makes me happy that he knew that that was part of this character Mm -hmm. and that it wasn't like he didn't try to like overplay it or like oversell it he just was like this is a part of this person yeah and just played it as that because I think that's also something especially in the earlier like early 2000s like late 90s where you know if there was a gay character it was kind of overplayed yeah (laughs) and you know there were definitely like big stereotypes and not that there you know no stereotypes in this Mm -hmm. I mean the costuming is a little yeah, but uh, also, like, I know that boy from high school, you know? Like, but he yeah, did feel, absolutely. he felt like a real character. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just nice how he kind of embodied it rather than played it. Yeah. If absolutely. that makes sense. No, absolutely. That makes sense. Oh, man, I meant to ask you this at the beginning. Where are these actors now? Oh, well, let me tell you. <laughs> so, because we have two other movies that we will be watching yes. and reviewing. I've decided to keep the leads for later Mm -hmm. because we know they've been doing work. Yeah. So I wanted to take two characters that are a little more relevant in the first movie than they are in the other two. Yeah. And those characters are Miss Darvis and Coach Bolton. So fun fact before I get into where are they now, based on a podcast that I also listened to called Crazy Stupid Fangirls. They did a episode with Bart Johnson, who played Coach Bolton, and he told them that there was originally a song between Miss Darbus and Coach Bolton <laughs> at one point that was cut, and I, I need wish it. we could have seen that. I know. I read that in the fun facts. They never filmed it, but I wish they had. <laughs> I need the footage. I know. <laughs> Me too. But go listen to that podcast. It's really interesting hearing his side of everything. But we're going to start with Allison Reed, who played Miss Darbus. She started working professionally at the age of 12. And I say that with disdain because I feel like every person we've talked about recently has started their professional career at like four. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I am 23 and feel inadequate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Me, starting my professional career at 21. (laughs) Yeah. And she actually started at Disneyland. She played Alice in Wonderland at Disneyland. Whoa, they hired Um, a child? (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) And then she went on to uh, make her debut on Broadway in a show called Dancing in 1978. And... Did a handful of shows, including Cabaret, which she was nominated for the Best Featured Actress in a Musical Tony Award. What? She was in? Oh my gosh, that's really cool. Yeah, she also played Marilyn in the Broadway show. I think it's just called Marilyn. So she played Marilyn Monroe. So she is Um, like a Broadway actress. Yes, she is a singer, dancer, actor, triple threat. She's all about the musicals. The musicals. (laughs) But she also has many TV credits, including Modern Family, Mad Men, Frasier, Desperate Housewives, and Murder, She Wrote. Wow. And her latest film credit is as Janice Collins in Ad Astra starring Brad Pitt. And fun fact, as a senior in high school, she was the first female in school history to serve as associated student body president. That's cool. I love her. I just thought that was fun. She yeah. she bodied the role, gotta say. She did. She was incredible. She she made me um, hate theater kids, <laughs> which isn't hard to do. 
not hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. I just loved how over the top she it was. was. So I feel like I've Perfect. seen pieces of her theater teacher in so many different yeah, theater teachers that I've absolutely. seen. And she just embodied them all. And then next we have Bart Johnson, who played Coach Bolton. He so looks he like started a Bart. acting. He does look like a Bart. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like I just realized that as you said it, he does very much look like a Bart. Um, so his start in acting was in a production of West Side Story. Ooh. I take it it's either like a school or regional production. It didn't say. But then he actually went to college as a pre-med student before transferring to Yale's drama program. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I'm furious. I, what? I knew that was going to get you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> End the podcast now. I'm pissed. <laughs> he said, med school? Sure. No, just kidding. I want to act. Let's go to Yale. Oh, my God. So if you're not like a a theater person, just so you know, Yale's acting program is the hardest acting program to get into in the country. Yeah. Just. And this man said, I'm just going to transfer to Yale. I'm for drama. (laughs) Good for him. Good for him. Yes. I I know I sound mad. I am very happy for him. I'm glad he had a great education. I will clap for others until it is my turn. (laughs) (laughs) So after college, he appeared in many mid to late 90s movies, including Walker, Texas Ranger and Sunset Beach. I love Walker, Texas Ranger. And this is a fact about High School Musical. He was actually invited to audition by Kenny Ortega himself because... Kenny Ortega was a friend of Bart Johnson's mother, who was a hairstylist on many TV shows, and she was the hairstylist on the set of Newsies, which he directed. And actually, I didn't write this down, but from what I remember, Kenny Ortega had to beg to have Bart Johnson play Coach Bolton. Like, he fought for him. Wow. Which I love. I love that too. It's all about who you know. Yeah, absolutely. He also had recurring roles on Lifetime's The Client List, as well as Amazon's Gordimer Gibbons' Life on Normal Street. Mm. And his most recent role is in the film Once I Was Engaged, which I believe came out in this year, if I remember correctly. And now he owns a bed and breakfast that was his family's in Midway, Utah, that he actually converted into a treatment center for recovering drug addicts. That is awesome. Oh, I love this guy. And fun fact, he is married to Blake Lively's sister, Robin Lively. So he is, by marriage, related to Blake Lively. And Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds, because they're married. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Don't you hate when people live the dreams you want to (laughs) live? I'm kidding. That is awesome. He's living a really cool life. That is really cool. And also from the Crazy Stupid Fangirls podcast, he talks about how he met Robin Lively. And there's a story that he talks about how Blake helped give him tips on like flirting with her sister and like, and it gave her like gave him all of these tips on how to like 
get her to go out with him and stuff like that, which is very cute. That's so cute. So go listen to that episode. Very cool stories. He's a very cool guy. But yeah, I just thought, I was like, how did this man get so lucky to be in that family? I'm sorry. You you talking about him just reminded me of a really funny moment from the movie that is probably really cringy and it is where they're they're playing basketball outside the house and Troy is like do you ever like want to do something different that might be kind of scary and like people might judge you for it and he goes what you mean like going left <laughs> <laughs> oh so good this movie is great so i guess now it's time finally this is a long episode <laughs> It is. <laughs> but I had fun. I hope you all had fun. It's time to uh, wrap up our thoughts into a nice little bow and then decide where we're going to put this on the ranking. Oh, no. So I'll, I'll go first. Is this movie cringy in parts? Yes. Do I care? Not at all. Not at all. I love this movie. And I think that it's very popular to hate on this movie, especially like if you didn't grow up with it, I could see like, I don't think you could watch this as an adult and enjoy it as much. Yeah. I But I think it's like, it's popular to hate on it because so many people like it. And I think that it doesn't deserve all of the hate that it gets. It deserves some, but not all of it. And I think it is going to be very hard to remove my affinity for this movie, but I'm going to do my best because I can recognize when something is, when I, when something I love is also not as great as other things. (laughs) So what about you? I mean, I, I feel very much the same way. Like, is it a perfect movie by any means? Absolutely not. But it still had me cracking up. The song still had me getting so excited. Yeah. And it still drew me into the story, even if the songs were like cheesy. It was still a great time. And I do think that is partly because growing up with it, I have that nostalgia for it. Yeah. But I still think. I feel like I've heard some musicals that have worse music than High School Musical. Oh, definitely. So I like, I just overall think there were some things that definitely could have been done better, but I loved the message of it. I think for 2006, it was a great movie for kids to watch and grow up with. Absolutely. And I, I feel like we've seen worse. Oh, <laughs> on like oh, we've seen <laughs> much worse. <laughs> we've seen so much worse, but like we've also seen better. Yeah. So it's like it everything has its ups and downs. It's same as this. Just because we love it, because we were High School Musical kids, doesn't mean we can't see the little flaws. Yeah, but I feel like we do love a lot of the flaws just because. Yeah. It's High School Musical. But I think I think it's a pretty good movie overall. Yeah, no, I agree. So for the ranking, I am thinking top five for sure. I could yeah. either put it, I could put it below Halloween Town or below Full Court Miracle. So I could either put it in anywhere between four to six. Okay. It, it, I'm, I'm hovering between four to six. Okay, 
I would not put it below Full Court Miracle, personally. Well, it's the same movie. This one just has songs. Right. <laughs> I think I think it's hard to compare them as well because Full Court Miracle has a much more grounded plot. And really it the does. only flaw that I think we had with Full Court Miracle was some of like some plot things, but also like the women were written poorly. Yeah. So I could go above Full Court Miracle. Or I could go above Ultimate Christmas Present. I don't think I could go above Halloween Town, though. I agree. I think it's in between there. So it's literally, it's above or below Ultimate Christmas yeah, Present. Yeah, so it could be four or five. I mean, I think I, <laughs> eight-year-old Megan is like, put it at the top. But like looking yeah. at looking at script, which I feel like we excuse a lot of script problems because we love it so much but let's look at the <laughs> script i think that it could be four or five to me i think because thinking back on ultimate christmas present i could have done without the weatherman villain yeah i i was like that was a lot there were some things that i was like mm, just wasn't needed this movie i didn't feel like I had a lot of that where I was like, this whole character needs to go. Yeah, I think because um, it was so simple. Yeah. And and even though they had a lot of a cast, like they have a pretty decent size main cast, they still utilized everything. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I know we don't try, we try not to take into account cultural impact, but I think with this movie in particular, it's really hard to ignore the cultural impact. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I think my vote would be above Ultimate Christmas Present for the fact that like I enjoyed Ultimate Christmas Present, but this one had me laughing out loud multiple times. I you know, the music had me excited yeah. and I think it would have been like that even if I didn't have the the nostalgia and the love already for it. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you. So that puts us with High School Musical in the number four slot, right behind Halloween Town, right above uh, Ultimate Christmas Present. Wow. Wow. That's, that's so crazy. Wow. This is episode 14. Wow, we're that far into this? Yeah, that's, that's crazy. crazy. So Megan, what are we watching next week? Next week, we will be watching the movie Cloud Nine, not the play by Carol Churchill, but the snowboarding movie, I think, starring Dove Cameron, I think. <laughs> We're doing great. I also don't know. Cloud I don't Nine know this much, movie. So. I think it's more for like the Dove Cameron aged chillins who are listening to this. But yeah, I'm excited. Should I double check that? Yeah, sure. Should I double check we know what movie we're talking I think it is. Well, and because we want to do some more of the wintry movies because we're moving into January. Or we're in January at this point. Oh, you're right. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm excited to do this movie. I've worked in winter sports before. When this comes out, I will currently be working in winter sports. So I'm excited to see how this movie goes. I honestly... Don't know if I've seen this movie. I definitely haven't. <laughs> I couldn't tell you if I have or not. <laughs> when did it come out? I don't know. 2014. Okay. So we would have been okay. in high school when it came out. So just outside of the Disney range. I'm going to say, yeah, I most likely have not seen this movie. I mean, it, the name doesn't even come to mind. So I feel like this is, 
going to be one of those, I guess, newer movies. Yes. Yeah. Because it wasn't a part of our Disney. Yeah. I'm excited to watch it, though, because we've watched a lot of like 90s. We've watched a lot of early 2000s, like our era. And we've watched some brand new era. But we haven't watched that middle in between us and the brand new ones. So I'm excited to see that bridge right there. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I am excited to watch this one, especially since I haven't seen it. So it's like, it's something new. Yeah. But it's not one of the like brand new ones. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to this. I really hope you guys liked it. I hope we did High School Musical justice. We know everyone loves it so much. (laughs) We had lots to talk about and we were very excited. So if you stuck through to this point, thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, we could have talked for two more hours, I'm certain. We we could have. I know I cut notes. Yeah, so. I did. I definitely did too. <laughs> so Megan, where can you find us online? Well, as always, you can find us over on Instagram at Disney Channel Unoriginal Pod. Also, if you like us and you like the podcast, you could rate us five stars. It helps us bring more people to our podcast. Yeah. And you could also leave us a review and let us know what your favorite decom is. Or if you take the quiz on what High School Musical character you are, you can let us know who you are. Yeah, or if you take it, let us know in the comments of whatever post we make for this episode. Because I am very interested. Yes. Yes. We release new episodes every Sunday. So until next time, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Megan. And I'm Sabrina. And you've been listening to Decop, The Disney Channel unoriginal podcast. Dun, 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 dun.